T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Hello and welcome into another edition of the podcast exclusive of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. My name is Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for downloading this podcast and joining us once again. If you missed the radio show this week while you're here and downloading podcasts, make sure you download that podcast as well. We put out the radio show every Friday and this podcast exclusive every Monday. Thank you for downloading this, and uh, thank you for sharing it with anybody in your life that you think would appreciate uh, Second Amendment discussions, whether it be uh, gun laws or law enforcement or the military or the great outdoors, fishing, camping, hunting, hiking, all of that. We That's what we do here, and uh, if you know somebody that uh, likes to have those conversations, please let them know about us. Uh, my partner, Bo Matthews, of course, is here with us as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And joining us this week on the podcast is our friend Mike Marfell, the professional fisherman who, Mike, you're uh, between tournaments this weekend. Am I right about between, that? I am between tournaments and getting my head right to quit driving the suck bus. Uh, I I had a really good practice. I had a really good practice. It's a short suck bus too, Bo. I had a, uh, and everybody's and and everybody's licking windows in my bus. The, uh, oh no. Yeah, we had, uh, I had a really good practice last week, Tony, leading up to that tournament. Uh, my normal partner couldn't make it. So I had an alternate who's a great friend of mine, Dave Holm from high school. So we had us a blast. We had a great practice. We were catching them good. Come tournament day, we we caught over fifty-five bass, but only two of them were keepers. Oh, so yeah. Oh, and then no. to come in and find out, I talked to some friends, and they're like, "Oh, dude, they're crushing the wiggle board. They're biting the spinner bait." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" I ran like all the way up to the gravel and fished a jig and caught them good in practice and uh, out a little deeper. But this time of year, man. Stuff happens quick. So you, and were at, they went, you were at the Lake of the Ozark last weekend. You're going to Table Rock next weekend. The following weekend, I have right. two BFLs, one from the one that was frozen and then one that was regularly scheduled. They put them on the same weekend, which really is nice to me. It saves travel costs. You go once versus twice, you know, yeah. so I, I enjoy that. But, man, Tony, so I thought it's Easter, right? I should go back home on Sunday. <clears throat> but I called my wife. She was at her mother's like i'm not coming back anyway so i said you know what i'm going back out to prove myself what the heck i did wrong <laughs> tony so what, I, what I, const- I, go ahead go ahead mike what con- I, I, what I, I went out and uh 
Go ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What constitutes uh, a keeper uh, in a tar- in a tournament like inches, you're doing? Fifteen inches at Lake 15, of the yeah. oh, fifteen okay, inches at okay. Lake of the Ozarks. Yep. And we had over fifty fish that were fourteen and three quarters. And you're not gonna you're not gonna win you're not gonna win at Lake of the Ozarks with five fifteen inch fish. It ain't happening. So you how did five, you do so how did you pounders. do on uh, how did you do after the tournament? Dude, you were <sighs> so frustrating. I went to the bank and did what I thought I it was in my head. I should be throwing I should be they probably moved to the bank. They probably moved to the bank. And I went to one stretch of bank. Threw a wiggle ward up shallow. Wiggle ward is a crawfish imitating crankbait, for those that don't know. I actually threw the Spurrow Rock Crawler, which is the newer version of that. And, Tony, once I got the first bite on this rock bank on a splitter point, uh-huh. I reached over and hit spot lock on my trolling motor, which, you know, locks you in place via GPS. Yeah. And and I proceeded to put 18 pounds in the boat in about 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know what so, I did, Tony? You know what I did, Tony? What, what? I called it a frickin' day and went and put it on the trailer and drove home. I'm like, you <laughs> big bonehead. Okay, so I just, pulled up the, uh, I just pulled up the Lake News online, and it says Mark Dunbar won the Missouri Bass Solo Pro Tournament last Sunday with five bass weighing 21.79 pounds. Is that your tournament? Okay. No, mine was the day before where uh, – Two guys won it, and I forget which two guys. Marcus, oh, Roger Fitzpatrick and somebody. They had 2386. Marcus had like 2345. There was a lot of bags over 23 pounds. And, Tony, there was a 928 weighed in for Big Bass on Saturday. Oh, dang. What? Okay, so what's. I've only fished in a couple of of tournaments, and they've been small time, friendly, Mm -hmm. you know, tournaments. Nothing that I was really serious about competing in. And right. the vast majority of my fishing is just my, because that's that's my number one way to unplug. There's nothing better in my eyes. Nothing better. Getting out on the water and fishing, getting out on the boat, even just even just going down to the bank on, on a pond or yep. something. But I mean, you know, if you can get out on a boat, oh my god. Yep. So I, so if I have a day where I catch 55 fish, but none of them are huge. I still had a great day because that's yeah. all I'm there for. What's more frustrating for you in a tournament? Catching a ton of fish but not getting the size that you need to compete? Uh, but at least you feel like, well, at least I'm doing something right. I mean, I'm on them. I'm right. catching fish. Or is it more frustrating to just completely get skunked and not find them? Which is which is worse? Uh, well, getting skunked always sucks, obviously. Uh, but to me, like in the Toyota series, I didn't have a good tournament, but the ones I caught were over five pounds, Hmm. you know? So I was on the right fish. I just couldn't figure out how to make it happen. Honestly, I would rather catch one five pounder than five or than 50 short ones. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, you know, in a tournament like that, it's just frustrating because I just missed it by that much. You know, I came in and a good friend of mine, I asked him, I was like, how'd you do? He's like, well, I got about 17 pounds. And he's, he's like, but I'm afraid that ain't going to do me nothing today. I might not even get a check. And I said, well, what happened? He's like, well, I went to the bank throwing a spinnerbait, but my partner wore me out on a wiggle wart behind me. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. He said, I've been, I told myself all day, I need to go to the bank, throw a wiggle wart, go back to the dirty water. See, I ran up to the clear water, Tony. When I went up to the gravel and I turned in, once you got past Kaufman, the water went from chocolate milk to, or, or stained, pretty yeah. dirty water to clear you I know the gravel coming in i saw pictures of the lake this past weekend and it was muddy well what muddy does is heats up fast for starters yeah because yeah. of the because of the color true and 
when they decide to move, they go now. I mean, it's like right now I had a, the high school team that I coach is going back. They got a tournament this weekend at Lake. And he was like, well, what's going to happen with this cold snap? Are they going to move? I'm like, they don't go backwards this time of year. When they decide to move up, they move up. They stop where they're at. You know, like, like two weeks ago, maybe they were on secondary points or main lake points and it got cold. Well, they don't go back to the river. You know, they stay where they're at. They don't keep moving forward. They never, in my opinion, they never really go back. They may not bite. They may suspend, but they don't move from where they're at. So Mike, if I, they're I on their way up to spawn, a drop in temperature isn't going to, isn't going to make them go backwards. Gotcha. Good, in, in 2020, we saw record numbers of uh, first time gun owners, uh, gun buyers. We also saw a lot of people resurrecting their fishing life from uh, memories of being a kid and all that stuff. Sure. You're talking sure. about tournament, you're, you're talking about tournament uh, fishing um, I know following your YouTube channel, your social media is important, but what kind of money are we talking about? If you do bring in, you know, the, the most fish, the, the heaviest fish, whatever, what kind of money uh, is that? So, uh, for this tournament that I was in, which is a $190 entry fee, and there was probably 140 boats, uh, that one is four or $5,000 for first. And then on top of that, Whoa. I get a thousand dollars from Toyota. I get five, I get 7,000 from nitro. So I'm looking at, you know, anywhere around twelve to fifteen thousand, just depending. Uh, the week wow. that I fish a Toyota series, now that's more like thirty, forty thousand dollars, mm-hmm. but your entry fee is also seventeen hundred. So you're gambling on yourself, Bo. I mean, you you know, that's it's all uh, relative. so just so just it's avid, all relative. Avid fisherman who's who knows what they're doing out there, but isn't you know a, a pro. They want to get into. Uh, a decent tournament. What is what like? It, does that exist? Is that what you were in this past weekend? Like, yeah, that's what I was in. Anglers in Action is one hundred ninety bucks for a team. Yeah, uh, and it's a one day tournament. Shoot, anybody can win a one day tournament. You said it was I mean, hundred than golf too. How many? Um, how many? Right. How many uh, payout? How many boats got paid out of the? Uh, they paid down about. I want to. I'm, I'm, I'm spitballing and guessing. I think sure. it was around twenty two, twenty three boats. Gotcha. Last place. Wow. Last place on the pay will usually get your your money back plus like ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah uh, yeah. So the twenty sounds like my uh, boat sounds like my poker tournament. <laughs> yeah. So hey, what I do what, the, what they do t- yeah. what they do also at Anglers in Action is you have a twenty dollar cash side pot and a twenty dollar cash big bass. They pay three big basses and that's a hundred percent payback. Same way with the side pot. If you paid into the side pot. And you get first place, you get a hundred percent of that side pot. So everybody that threw in twenty bucks, you get that money as well. On top of the the percentage, the percentage that comes out of the entry fee, you know, the tournament organization takes some of that. That's how they make their money. Uh, right. But for putting it on, and they they have several employees, you know, so and they got to drag the trailer around and the scales, and that's a pretty big production. Uh, hey, Mike. How, but yeah, that. Why isn't there more? Like, go ahead, Tony. We, we talk about you know. At the Lake of the Ozarks on any given weekend, there could be, you know, five to ten tournaments happening in one weekend. Absolutely. You know, there's just, it's just, it's so popular. There's so many. Uh, bass fishing is basically all I do. Um, but why is it? Why is, why do you think that, that, that bass fishing has the dominance in the fishing um, uh, genre? And there's not catfish tournaments. I mean, I know there are, but like nowhere there are, near, there are, but, but there's yeah. nowhere near the level of of crappie tournaments or catfish tournaments or walleye fishing tournaments. for Go ahead. fishing for predators. You're fishing for predators, which are a lot funner to catch. Yeah, the bite is a. I mean, like if 
and this is going to sound weird to people that don't fish, but when you catch your bass on a spinnerbait, it's different than when you get one on a jig. There's different. If I'm talking to a seasoned bass fisherman and I tell you the kind of bite I got, how it felt, you probably can tell me what lure I caught, what I caught it on. Right. right. If that makes any sense. Like usually a slow roll and a swim bait, they about rip the rod out of your hand for whatever reason. They what's crush a, that thing. What's a better fight? You know, a five pound largemouth, a five pound smallmouth, or a five pound white bass? Start, oh, smallmouth for yeah. sure. Yeah. Smallmouth for sure. Yeah. For sure. It's a different kind of fight. Uh, about but it's, once it's a definitely... year, about once a year, if I'm lucky, sometimes we, we don't go, but about once a year, we go down to um, a little cabin resort along the Jack's Fork River. And the mm-hmm. Jack's Fork is just this little, you know, creek size river at times, uh, you know, down there in southern Missouri. And. I've caught a couple, you know, it's all smallmouth, almost, you know, all the bass in there are pretty much all smallmouth, and, uh, or at least the ones that, that, that bite my hook. Um, uh, but when you get it, when you hook a river smallmouth, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, a, a, a two or three pound smallmouth feels like an eight pound largemouth, especially the ones that are down in that river because they're, you know, they're, they're so free in that strong. current all the time. Yeah. 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 And that's about, well, the, that's about the greatest fight you can ask for. Yeah. And that being said, if you catch a three and a half pound spotted bass or Kentucky bass, it fights harder than b- both a five pound and a largemouth or smallmouth. Yeah. They're just honored. I got a question for you. I got a question, Mike. Okay. <laughs> In every sport, the, uh, almost every sport that's out there, whether it's race car, uh, drag racing, whatever, people cheat, right? How how yes. do people cheat in in fishing tournaments? And and has anybody created? You said you had a fourteen and three quarter inch bass, just a quarter inch short. Nobody's created a fish stretcher. Come on, <laughs> America. No, well, <laughs> we're mostly rednecks, and you will probably end up with. Uh, with holes in your boat and flat tires if you get caught cheating and run out of time. Not if you cheat good. No, but does anybody ever cheat? Well, there's been guys that have cheated good, and eventually they get caught. And it's a, I believe 100% that it's a felony because the amount of money we're talking about that's in one of these tournaments. Because it's theft. So anytime anybody's got caught cheating, they've left the stage in handcuffs. Yeah, it's it's no joke. Would it be like, would it be bringing fish with you in your live well and keeping them alive? Guys have tried that. Uh, One guy in Lake. What would be the. Yeah, yeah. it would would be all the above. There's been guys that have put fish in cages and then went and collected. Now, that would have to be a team situation. The one, the one time, the one time that a guy got caught, and I can't remember the lake, somewhere down south, uh, what he was doing, Tony, was he was catching bass. The day before, he was tying them on lighter monofilament line to a stump, and then he would throw a crankbait with heavy heavy line on it, like 20, 25-pound test, hit the stump, find the line, go up, snag the bass in the face, and then his <laughs> line was stronger than the mono, and he'd break it and reel it in, right? Oh, wow. And then his co-angler, his, his, his amateur in the back didn't know, the, didn't know the difference, other than he thought it was odd that he cast it 55 times at one stump, maybe. But... Right. Uh, uh, the thing that happened in that tournament was somebody reported that they seen him tying those fish up. The DNR, the game warden went out and watched him do that. And after he left, they went out and they took a punch and punched the dorsal fin on several of them, took pictures and identified them. And when he weighed those fish in and they took the picture and they looked at the fish and it had that same marking, they just put him in handcuffs and hauled him off. Wow. Good. So, wow. Well, good. Good. That, yeah. He deserves yeah. it. 
Uh, Mike, we got yeah, and another guy out Lake Mead was doing the same. He was, it's so close on weight out there. And this was the U S open, which is a big giant open tournament for everybody. All the big time pros from around the country. He was dropping lead weights into the fish. Down the fishes, yeah. Into yeah, the fish I thought you were going to say that. Out. When you started that, and I, then, was, I was thinking this guy was stuffing rocks down a fish's belly. Yeah, yeah. my, my well, dad used well, to put sand in, in uh, tin cans or, you know, like aluminum cans. He'd put a little sand in there just to make the cans, you know, before he brought it to the recycling. He'd make a little, uh, put a little weight in oh, there. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> or or freeze them. Put hey, a little water and well, freeze this, it. Hey, this Mike. guy got caught, Tony, because they they a couple of his fish were dead. Oh, and when yeah. they're dead, they yeah. put a fillet knife to them and give them to the food bank, and they found the lead weights. Wow. So the next day, when wow. he when he weighed in, he didn't have any dead fish, but they took his five fish over to a different spot and cleaned them, and every one of them, every one of them had wow. weights in them. That's amazing. Oh my! Mike, God. And what's sad about that is it depress. I mean, it just it tarnishes your entire. If if you won legitimately in years past, and you decided to do this because you're of money reasons or something, it tarnishes anything you've ever done. Everybody's going to question right, right. Yeah, no kidding. whether or not yeah, you've been out. cheating your whole you're, career. Yeah, you're out. You're you're done. Go find go. And find that was his sport. career, Tony. That was his career. He was yeah. a full time guide wow. and tournament fisherman. He lost his captain's license. He he's banned from all tournaments. So he had so, to go find a real job. Mike, before we let you go, real quick, if anybody's going to be out in the water uh, this week, this weekend, uh, what's a tip for this time of year? What you want to do is get up on chunk rock, probably flatter banks with a wiggle wart. Number one, number two is probably a chatterbait or spinnerbait, and number three would probably be a jerk bait and a and a jig behind that. But they're going to be moving back to spawn, so any secondary point on or main or splitter point in the back of a bigger creek that's got some chunk rock on it, and they're going to be in less than three feet of water, and they're going to be chomping. And if you catch one like I did last week, there's more than one with them because they're coming in they're coming in waves. Great stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. There, and if you can get to the Lake of the Ozarks, get there because it's going to be on fire this That's weekend. That's awesome. That's awesome, Mike Marfell. It's always great to talk with you. Check him out on you the too, guys. Ten Horse Monty YouTube channel. Mike is on there with uh, with the host of that YouTube channel, Gabe all Montgomery. The time. Yeah, Gabe. Yep. Uh, check him out on YouTube. Ten Horse, a great, uh, a great YouTube channel to watch. And Mike uh, joins uh, uh, Gabe very often on that channel. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Mike, we appreciate you joining us today. We'll talk to you soon, my bud. Anytime, guys. Love you. Take all care. Right, back See you, Mike. All right. That is going to do it for this edition of the podcast exclusive. Guys, thank you so much for listening to another edition of the show. For my partner, Bo Matthews, I'm Tony Colombo. Share it. Share it. Yes, please share the uh, share podcast. It. And, oh, Bo, plug the uh, Poker Bash. Uh, you know what? Uh, just go to the Bo Matthews Facebook page. I got all the information on there. It benefits the police. You don't want to pass up a great card game. It's Texas Hold'em. A lot of great food, drink, fun. It's going to be a blast May 16th. And again, go uh, to Bo Matthews on Facebook, and it's all right there. Thanks, there Tony. There you go. You bet. That's Bo Matthews. I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you, T. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.